Hey, thanks for stopping by to listen to the Autism in Action podcast, where we help families connect with resources, services, support, and all things autism. Hi, I'm Tasha Rollins, your host and certified autism spectrum disorder clinical specialist from South Carolina. And hi, I am Chris Hansen, executive function coach and founder of Life Skills Advocate in Washington State. We hope you enjoy today's show. Does your teen or young adult struggle to know what to do when faced with social situations? Does their confidence take a hit as a result? We may have just what you're looking for. Introducing the Real Life Social Skills video course brought to you by Life Skills Advocate and Social Skills Laboratory, where we walk learners through how to engage in concrete real life communication in an interactive way. The introductory conversation skills unit includes lessons like how to determine good conversation candidates, joining group conversations already in progress, and advanced skills like interpreting literal versus figurative communication. The complete course includes so much more. To learn more, visit lifeskillsadvocate.com slash social skills course and watch the first lesson for free. And as a special thank you to our listeners, Enter promo code Autism in Action, all one word, to receive a 20% off discount. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Autism in Action podcast. Today, we have got another very special guest for you. Chris Hansen is also with us. Hey, Chris here from Whitefield. <laughs> How's it going, everybody? So our special guest today, she is an awesome mental health trailblazer. She is the founder of the Global Institute of Children's Mental Health and media personality who is changing the way that we view and treat children's mental health. She is known for brain-based solutions for struggling kids and her work has helped thousands reverse the most challenging conditions such as ADHD, anxiety, mood, Lyme, PANS, using proven holistic therapies. She is often featured on dozens of media outlets. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here today, Roseanne, Miss Roseanne Kapana-Hodge. Well, I'm so glad to be here. I love to support families with autism, and I have been supporting families with autism for really three decades. So, you know, it's always a wonderful, it's always in my experience, when I have kids with autism, I know how hard it is for parents. I've had um, actually had families who had multiple kids with autism and sometimes they're just like their behavior, their brain can be really challenging to work with, but some of my greatest successes have been with kids with autism. So it's always a privilege when a family comes to me. Awesome. And and your new book called, uh, it's going to be okay. Uh, was released back in May, right? Yes. Um, and it and one of the parts that Tasha was talking about just now, as she introduced you, is the the holistic part. That that's a very big component to your book. Um, it'd be awesome if you could tell our listeners a little bit more about what, what that includes, and maybe dive into some of the nutritional aspects. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, for 30 years, I've only been using holistic therapies because pretty quickly I realized that medication and straight talk therapy really were ineffective for things like autism and ADHD and pans, pandas and Lyme and OCD. They just weren't working. And so back in the early nineties, I literally just went to the microfiche in the library and started doing research. And I thought to myself, why is nobody talking about things like nutrition, nutrient supplementation, you know, through, through vitamins, neurofeedback, biofeedback, and other types of psychotherapy, not just talk therapy, because the data was there. And so, you know, in all of my work, what happened is I became that person that everybody brought their kid to when they couldn't um, find a solution when, uh, they tried medication eight times and then their kids became psychotic or, you know, they went to talk therapist after talk therapist, or and many times kids on the spectrum, uh, their parents knew something was amiss and nobody could figure it out. And so I was that person that not only figured things out, but really gave you treatment plan. And so my book, it's going to be okay, really encompasses encompasses my brain behavior reset method and how my all my work is and and really simplistically what we know about the brain and the nervous system is if it's activated if it's stress activated which all kids on the autistic spectrum are activated. You see it with their behaviors that are rigid. You see it in all those dysregulation forms, their gut, their stomach, um, you know, the, the gastrointestinal issues they have, uh, you know, their stuck behaviors, their sensory processing problems, you know, and so when you regulate the nervous system, you're able to think, pay attention and take action. And then you come in with new learning. So unless you're priming their brain to learn, they're going to not be able to learn in the same way. This is what we know. So I break it down and I talk about the eight pillars of mental health and I give you all the research, 40 pages of research citations, but really the exact way on how to incorporate many different modalities from neurofeedback, biofeedback, breathwork, meditation, nutrition, supplementation, why is detoxification important? How do you do it? Um, sleep. What's, what, what is normal sleep? How do we turn it around? I mean, these are all common issues. Every single one of these genetic mutations, right? Things that parents have no idea are impacting their kids' mental health, which may feel overwhelming. But I always say to parents, no, you need to change that dialogue. This is the path to start concretely addressing things that we know are problems instead of guessing, which is the standard of care in mental health is to guess. Um, I think this, so I think we should try this medication. So um, I am not opposed to medication. I'm 100% opposed to medication when there's no evidence to support it for that clinical condition. And I'm 100% opposed when it's the first choice. We have so many effective alternatives, right? Vitamin D. Why are we not putting every kid on vitamin D when we know it's the, um, you know, help, it's a hormone regulator of the body. There are so many kids with nutrient deficiencies that create mood and behavioral problems, vitamin D, zinc, um, other nutrients can be so powerful for kids. And I love when I work with a family in a short amount of time, they're like, oh, this one thing made this huge difference. 
you know, um, so we need to get that information out there. And that's what this book's all about. Awesome. Now, where is the best place for families to find your book? You can go to Amazon and you can search It's Gonna Be Okay, or you can just go to It's Gonna Be Okay.com or DrRoseanne.com. They're all there. All paths lead to that. Awesome. And then if we're thinking about concrete strategies on the nutritional side of things, like maybe what are what are some of the, the most most impactful that you found in, in yeah. recommending to parents? Yeah. And you know, please know that I understand nutrition is hard. Changing your nutrition is hard. And when your kid, which most kids on the spectrum uh, have sensory processing problems, I know changing their food because of the texture and the rigidity of their behaviors is even harder. So I respect that. I honor that. I'm not saying this for my white, you know, castle and, and saying this is what you should do. I'm saying do what you can. But what we do know is what you put in your mouth affects your brain. I mean, we can pretend like, the, you know, eating Cheetos once in a while is a good idea. I'm here to tell you it's not, you know. So what is the basic, basic way to power up your brain? Whether you're on the spectrum, whether you're a mom who's in perimenopause, whether you're an 83-year-old grandmother taking care of your, your, you know, your grandkids, these is the same diet and it has all the research behind it. It's an anti-inflammatory diet. So it gives the nutrients so that the brain and body can work better. And it's also anti-aging. So, you know, it really powers it up. What is that? So that's reduced or eliminated sugar, gluten, and dairy. Okay. I know that's hard. You feel like that's hard. I promise you it's not when you change what you're doing and it's very accessible. But what it is that people aren't doing, number one, particularly for kids on the spectrum, is giving them a lot of healthy fat. So things like avocado, eggs, hummus, salmon, uh, coconut oil, almonds, nuts, really jacking that up. And we'll talk about why. And then consistent non-dairy protein. You never want your kids to go more than four hours without a non-dairy protein source. And that is simple because we need stable blood sugar, right? So our kids on the spectrum are much more easy to dysregulate to benign sources, right? Their socks don't fit right. It's like, it's like the end of the world, right? And we have to honor that. We can't say that's not a real experience. You know, people who aren't a special needs mom, I'm a special needs mom. Um, and my, I, my youngest has dyslexia. He's totally rocks, rocks reading now. He's great. Um, and my older son has pans um, from Lyme disease. So he's had extended periods of sensory processing issues and it's rough. It is brutal and can be one of the biggest behavioral triggers of our kids. Um, so understanding that those issues can affect the textures can be a problem. I promise you though, when we work on regulating a kid's nervous system, even with as simple as doing meditation or breath work, they're gonna be more open to eating. It's what I've seen happen hundreds of times in these 30 years, right? I don't even get, I was like, mom and dad, unless they can have a smoothie, <laughs> Um, we're not touching the food until I regulate them a little bit because they're just going to tell you no. And then it's like, that's not the hill you die on, right? So super important to get fat, super important to get consistent um, 
protein. And the fat is important because it helps the neurotransmitters communicate. Mm -hmm. It helps populate the gut bacteria. And for those of you that don't understand this, and I dive really deeply in such a nerdy, but understandable way in my book about gut, the gut, um, the gut and the brain have the almost the same amount as neurotransmitter activity and they both impact each other it's called a bi-directional influence and kids on the spectrum 100 of the time unless you're addressing it have a gut issue and they're not going to have appropriate uh, neurotransmitter activity in their gut and it must be addressed so uh, even the American Academy of Pediatrics, which they revised their autism guidelines after a dozen years, of, about a year and a half ago, um, they even said kids on the spectrum have gut issues. And I was like, oh, praise the Lord. They've acknowledged it, you know, yes. um, because, right. Because then they can say to parents, like your kid might need a probiotic, right. And it's not right. as simple as that, but that's a start. So super important fat consistent protein. You could all do that mom and dads and grandparents and caregivers. You can. And I think we would all benefit from that as parents, just as much as doing it for our children as well, because I know if you're a special need parent, you need to regulate your nervous system. This is not an easy job. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Now outside of, um, the solutions that you just mentioned, that's a really wonderful starting place. Do you have any other suggested natural resources or natural holistic um, methods that you would like to share? Yeah. Um, And I I think the first thing that I tell all parents that I work with is that um, they've been down a hard road, right? And I know this as a mom with a kid with Lyme disease and just with all these thousands of parents I've worked with is the first step that is something that parents have the hardest time with is they need to believe that they can help their child and reduce their kids' behaviors or sometimes even reverse it. They have to hold the vision of healing and seeing that. And I don't want people to think that's corny. They're just so afraid. I mean, I've been driving the worry train myself at, you know, in the past. And when you get off the worry train, You start to say, wait a second, I'm harming myself and my family with all this worry. That doesn't mean you don't have things to worry, worry about. I'm not going to say that, but you can't live in there and you need to focus on seeing the success. That is the number one thing a parent needs to do when that happens, everything changes. And, you know, what are other solutions? So I'm a huge fan of neurofeedback. Um, I've been doing neurofeedback for almost a couple decades now. It's, it's one of those things that I evolved because actually a kid on who would have been diagnosed on the spectrum, but he didn't have a label at that point, um, who was so impaired, his mom took him to get neurofeedback and he went from still to this day being the most impulsive, unfocused child I had ever, ever worked with across income level and problems and race and ethnicity, whatever. He is the most impacted kid I'd ever seen. And um, he went from having the attention span of maybe just a few seconds to walking up to me in the street and saying, hey, hi, Dr. Roseanne, and looking me in the eye. And I just, a flurry of, of swears came out of my mouth. And I was like, what medication do you have him on? And his mother said neurofeedback. And I was like, I must learn this. I must learn this. I knew, I knew about it, I knew the research. So it's a way 
to teach the brain how to go from a dysregulated state to a regulated state through the use of compute computers, the computer gives the brain feedback and the brain just learns a new way to respond. And it's healthy, it's safe, it's thousands of research studies and 3000 peer reviewed studies and has a proven track record with kids on the spectrum. Um, we work locally with people in our Ridgefield, Connecticut center, but we actually do um, neurofeedback with people all over the world and we send them equipment. Um, not everybody's a great candidate to do remote neurofeedback. You gotta be committed. You gotta be able to say, I'm doing two or three sessions a week. So the computer gives the child or adult feedback and the brain in two to three seconds says, I want this feedback. And it goes from that unhealthy to that regulated state in two to three seconds from the first time you're hooked up. It just doesn't learn to go to that, that healthy response overnight. It has to do it over a series of sessions. And most people are doing 40 or so sessions. It's definitely a commitment of time and money, but uh, the changes are lasting uh, as far as 10 years out through research. Um, and it's really been a game changer for a lot of kids on the spectrum or ADHD or OCD. I mean, we use it with a lot of clinical issues or diagnosed or not, you know? So it's a wonderful tool. I wish more parents knew about it because even just to restore things like sleep, you know, which can be such a nightmare for kids on the spectrum, um, when you're sleeping, you know, 90% of brain detoxification occurs when you're asleep. So if kids aren't sleeping, which is, you know, such a um, common issue in autism, um, then everything isn't working right. The behavior's off. Things are harder for the siblings. Things are harder for the parents. Things are harder at school. So just restoring sleep can have such a positive domino effect, you know? So I love neurofeedback. It's something I'm really passionate about. Wish more people did it. Yeah. Now, is just... that... Oh, oh, go, go ahead, ahead Chris. Okay. Yeah. I was just going to say, it seems like a lot of these strategies and these pillars in your book very much have a ripple effect on each other. And, yeah. And they're yeah. synergistic. I mean, so like uh, changing your diet, right. Um, and doing things like breath work coupled with neurofeedback really works really well. And then even to do the traditional things that kids on the spectrum do occupational therapy, right. Physical therapy, uh, working with the with exact function or social skills, they all blend together because if, you know, my brain behavior reset method is all about regulating the nervous system, coming in with new learning. So when we calm things down, all of a sudden kids are alert, they're absorbing, they're communicating, right? Um, then they're able to take more out of those lessons at school, which you're like, why isn't this kid generalizing Which means why aren't they applying this? You know, they can do this here, but they can't do this here, right? Which is a big problem in autism because one of the biggest issues in autism from a brain perspective, I do these things called the QEG brain map, is uh, in a child with autism, their communication lines in their brain don't work the same. They tend to be um, hyperactive or hypoactive, meaning lots of over communication. So you see these stress responses and these rigidity or low communication, which means you, they can do this here and they can do this here, but if you change the situations, they can't seem to do it. Right. And we're always kind of like perplexed by it. It has to do with how the brain is talking to itself, you know? 
So as simple as that, and there's great solutions for it, but we're not talking about it, which is why I'm grateful to have this opportunity to enlighten parents, because there are practitioners all over the world that do neurofeedback. Yeah. And what you're saying about generalizing too, kind of reminds me of something I, I heard Temple Grandin say on, a, on one of her talks, um, where basically if like, you know, you have a, a, a child enter a kitchen and they see that kitchen as like one unit in one place but if you start moving chairs around like it becomes a totally different place altogether like it, it is that sort of aligned with what you're saying on the on the generalization 100 percent, right yeah. so i understand it when it's the environment is set up exactly this way but yeah. then i alter one component and it's like i unlearned everything right, right. where a neurotypical kids can say well this is kind of like what it is so maybe i should do this and that will work mm -hmm. right at a deeply subconscious level, they don't even have to think about it. But kids on the spectrum doesn't work that way. And it's because of the poor communication, which is why you'll see, you know, kids that are, that are um, high intellect, right? They're always called high functioning. They still stuck at, you know, stink at all the social skills, right? Um, but they are high intellect. They might have these exceptionalities, right? Or even splinter skills in certain areas are really high. And parents are like, but I don't get it. You know, they can't flush the toilet. They can't remember their book bag. They can't do all that. It's because of the lack of general generalization ability in their brain. They just don't have those connections in place. So the structures work, but they don't talk to each other. And that's where the learning comes. Albert Einstein had a genetic defect in his communication center of his brain it had it could process information at 400 times the rate of a normal brain so oh. i always talk about it as highways so he had 400 highways instead of one and in autism the highways don't work they're always on the back roads i always say they have ways going all the time you know <laughs> yeah, <laughs> anybody knows the app ways. yes Right. You know yes. what I mean? So, so it helps. And so once their communication centers work, right, not only do you see an uptick in processing, you see a regulation in behavior. You see that, that, um, you know, I talk about resiliency all the time and resiliency, a resiliency mindset, which is a, a term I've trademarked is how you view manage and recover from stress. And we know that kids on the spectrum often have difficulties in all three of these areas. And so when I start working and treating a kid, I'm looking for changes there because that's real world, right? Mm -hmm. So are they able to recover? Do they understand things? Are you hearing connections come out of their mouth instead of distress? Are they actually speaking about what's irritating them? You know, mom, the, the toilet flushing startled me. I didn't know what to do. What should I do? Right. And it's like, oh, look, they're looking for a way to manage the stress. But if we don't come in with new learning, they're going to keep acting the same way. And I mm -hmm. think this is always what's so shocking to me, guys. Like, I don't understand why nobody uses neuroscience <laughs> to mm -hmm. really change behavior, because if we created this platform, you know, for parents, for schools, right, which I'm working on, um, then we really can have such a deeper change, particularly in an earlier age, which is so critical for lifelong success for all kids, but particularly for kids on, on the spectrum, because they need so much more reinforcement because their brain doesn't generalize. This is just so much awesome information. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here today. 
everybody, y'all need to go check out her book. It's going to be okay by Dr. Roseanne, and you can find that on Amazon. Is there a website that they can go to, too? Yeah, you can just go to drrosanne.com, D-R-R-O-S-E-A-N-N.com, or itsgonnabeokay.com. And if you go to it's gonna be okay or Dr. Roseanne and you buy the book, you, you get all these freebie gifts with it, too. Awesome. Yeah, we'll make sure we link to that on the, on the show Thank notes you. as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Dr. Roseanne, is there anything else at all that you would like to share with our listeners today? I I just think, you know, as one special needs parent to another, be kind to yourself, take care of yourself um, and, you know, get off the worry train because it's so important. You're just going to harm yourself and you're not going to help your kid. So take time for you, even if it's 10 minutes a day, it's all you need. Do some breath work, prayer, meditation, anything you're going to benefit and your family's going to benefit. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks again for stopping by the Autism in Action podcast, where we have you covered from the East Coast to the West Coast for all things autism. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please visit autisminactionpodcast.com and subscribe to receive our weekly emails, sign up for future webinars, and check out some of our online resources. See you again soon. Everybody, this is Tasha from the Autism in Action podcast. Hey, and this is Chris from Life Skills Advocate. Is your learner so consumed with social media that they spend all their focus and time and energy on wanting to become a YouTube star or Twitch star or social media influencer? Are you worried that they lack the skills, the self-discipline, and the executive functioning required to make this a reality? Does any of the following sound familiar? You don't understand anything about social media, Mom. It's not that hard to get a few thousand followers. If he can make a bunch of money on YouTube, so can I. Introducing the Raising a Wannabe YouTube Star free email course, a straightforward and evidence-based way to help your learner master attainable goal setting. In this course, we'll walk you through how to have these tough conversations with your learner and make their goals more obtainable. We will deliver five email lessons packed full of actionable steps to engage your teen or young adult in a way that will guide them to make better informed decisions about matching their goals with real world applications. To sign up, just go to lifeskillsadvocate.com forward slash YouTube star and receive instant access to the free course. Autism in Action podcast is so excited to partner with the Champion Autism Network to bring the CanCard program to you. That's right, to your neighborhood, to your local businesses. We want to help you guys connect. We want to help you guys create autism awareness right where you are. If you are interested in partnering with us with the Autism in Action podcast, please send me an email autism in action podcast at gmail.com to get started put can card sign up in the subject line 
can card sign up and we'll get you connected with Becky, the Champion Autism Network, so that you guys can bring this amazing program to your community. Judgment, stares, and rude comments isolate families with autism. It's easier to just stay home. But it's a beautiful world, and we want families with autism to come play with us. I'm Becky Large, founder and executive director of the Champion Autism Network, a nonprofit corporation based in Surfside Beach, South Carolina. Isolation is a problem for most autism families. To tackle this problem, we took surveys of our families, asking them what they wanted. The number one answer was to be able to go out to a restaurant. We began training restaurants on the needs of families with autism. In response to restaurants asking, how will we know if a family with autism is at our establishment? And knowing that families with autism are reluctant to publish, publicly share they have autism, we needed a simple, discreet, and dignified way for families to identify themselves. So we developed the CAM card program. To overcome families' reluctance, we got businesses to offer discounts and services, incentivizing them to show the card. As a result, the CAN card is becoming the AAA card of autism travel. To become involved in the CAN card club, businesses undergo a vetting process as not all businesses are suited to serving the needs of autism families. Everyone can be aware and accepting, however, not every business is a fit. The CAN card offers a two-on-one value proposition. Families benefit from the peace of mind knowing all participating businesses are vetted and to what level they are aware and committed, whether that be participating, certified supportive or certified champion. They also benefit from the service or discounts that member businesses provide, like moving to the head of the line or receiving a percentage off. Businesses benefit from the economic opportunity and social good that result from serving this loyal and growing population. There are several options for business engagement with three certification levels in an expanding variety of industries. Our online on-demand training is currently available in English and Spanish for resorts, restaurants, retail, and general autism awareness. Like autism, which has grown exponentially, the CAN card started with 37 families and now is used by nearly 2,000 throughout the U.S. and four countries. Our business model is a win-win for all entities. Just like a matrix, there are infinite points of entry. Families subscribe to the CAN card club. Member businesses become certified. Nonprofit affiliates increase their reach and generate recurring revenue. CAN ambassadors bring the CAN programs to their neighborhoods. Communities support inclusivity. The CAN card program is the vehicle that gets autism families out of the house and out into the world of support and acceptance. You are now part of the matrix. How will you welcome autism families to come play? Come play with us. Yes, you can.